0: previously on No Man's Land.
1: There's four energies here. There's just not two. Either mary or Marilyn, something like that. I believe she went missing. And I do believe it must have been around 1982. I'm going to look that up about someone missing around here. Her name was Marilyn. I know that might not be something that you guys know about, but that's
0: what I'm hearing.
2: We were... Told by a couple different sources that there was a murder up in off of Cedar Lane. Do you remember? Does it, did I write down the name of the apartment complex there? No,
3: was that, it was it that Cedar Farm. Forest Glen? Yes, Forest Glen. The, the Halliday murders. Yeah, at, at Forest Glen. What,
2: is it Holiday, Halliday?
3: Halliday, H-A-L, I-D-A-Y.
4: And he was out in the woods and did something.
3: Murder
2: family. That's why I, I am interested in it because it has a loose connection to this story, but it's another case of somebody normal doing something horrible to somebody they love. Yeah. You well, know, um, the reality is, is that every, everybody that we've yeah. heard about that was potentially possessed is dead.
5: Yeah. yeah. Suicide, 70.
2: usually, but some by murder. So, okay. so imagine if we could find somebody who was still alive like that.
4: Yeah, would, you're right. Fucking
2: crazy. That would be the one of the holy grails of this project. That's yeah, crazy. you're right. Yeah. Isn't
5: it crazy? It's That's
2: insane. Crazy. You guys are blowing my freaking mind.
0: Live from Highland Park, New Jersey, this is No Man's Land. An original podcast from WVHP Media. Episode seven. Guide to the Unknown.
6: My name is Will Schwartz, and you are listening to No Man's Land, an in depth investigation into a mysterious section of woods in central New Jersey of the same name. Today, we have a very special episode, our very first crossover with another podcast.
5: Hello, and welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are here to tell you frightening tales from the great beyond or Earth. Just Frightening Tales. Mine's from Earth. Mine's from Earth, too. Mine's very from Earth. Mine's pretty from Earth. Okay. Yeah. All right.
6: This tells people nothing.
5: Nope.
6: (laughs) (laughs) The hosts, Will Rogers and Kristen Anderson, a brother and sister team, do deep dives into horror movies and real-life supernatural lore. Unbeknownst to us, they've been recording their podcast here in Highland Park for the past seven years. Crazy enough, they were investigating a campfire legend in the Berkshire Mountains of Massachusetts and New York, which unexpectedly led them back to the lore of No Man's Land. So they reached out to us and asked if we'd be interested in sharing each other's findings. Like the rest of the world, we're sick of Zoom calls, but it seemed like the best way to discuss our findings over the year. So Mark and I jumped on a call with Will, Kristen, and local documentarian John Hume.
2: How, How many episodes have you guys done now for Guide to the Unknown?
5: One hundred thirty-four.
2: That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that incredible.
5: Will and Kristen, this is
2: uh, Mark Romreka and Will Schwartz. Will and Mark, um, I met Will and Kristen via. Uh, they've been doing their show. Will had posted on Facebook. Um, does anybody know any lore around Highland Park that we could do an episode about?
4: And I think you were doing a live episode, right? Like we were looking. Yeah, we did a um, we did a show at Pino's in town the bar it's got like that big performance base and so we were doing a show around halloween and kristen and i we've done you know talking about pop culture stuff like the the true story behind the conjuring but we've never really looked at things that are that are super close. For this live show, we wanted to look at things that are specifically local. Maybe go to some weird New Jersey hotspots. And Highland Park is never listed on any of those like
5: Yeah, like hauntedplaces.org things. Yeah, it's never listed
4: yeah. anywhere. But you know, we it's such an old town we felt like there's gotta be something. And I forget I, I honestly forget who it was, but somebody said, uh, well, have you listened to the No Man's Land podcast? which I don't know how much you know about us otherwise though, but like we've been doing podcasts in town for like seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also a horror writer and I write stories that by and large are specifically about small towns. <laughs> so to find out that there were, and I wrote a show that is about kids in a small town doing a podcast about local urban <laughs> legends. <Yeah. laughs> and I did not know that no man's land existed. And mm-hmm. I found that frustrating. <laughs> that was Blackwood, right? That's Blackwood, Mm -hmm.
6: yeah. Five years ago, three teenagers from the small town of Blackwood, Connecticut, started an investigation into a local legend.
0: We are officially recording.
6: Within weeks, their names would be added to a long list of tragedies in town. Three lives ruined, all in the course of recording the Blackwood podcast.
2: But yeah, so what I was hoping to do is just kind of... Hand it over to you guys. Let us know what you've discovered about any of this story world that's intrigued you, and then we can kind of just see where it takes us.
4: Sure. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of the the like campfire story of uh, Three Fingered Willie? I,
2: I I have. I went to sleepaway camp in upstate New York, and I also went to another one in Flanders, New Jersey, and both of them the counselors tortured you with. Yeah. stories. so like yeah. I was really happy the second place like oh that can't be real you wouldn't be at both On the yeah, other right, hand,
3: right.
2: <laughs> when you're 11 years old you're like oh my god he's that good that he terrorizes two camps you know what it's I mean?
4: everywhere it's like he had a business he had to franchise he, out yeah. now you know
6: <laughs> it's, right. it's
4: really it's sort of like the ultimate campfire story so the the story of Three Fingered Willie changes depending on where you hear it. I was even trying to do some research um, to get like the the original story of it to do on Guide to the Unknown, but he can't find it. There is no original version of the story. Um, there are people that talk about you know how Three Fingered Willie terrorized a camp up in Maine and got his fingers chopped off in a lobster trap. Very many. Very Maine, you know. Yeah. Esque story. But really, at its most basic, Three-Fingered Willie is the sort of ultimate idea of the, uh, the lunatic in the woods who's watching the campers. Um, and so you'd better stay straight. You'd better, you know, listen to your camp counselors. Go to bed when they say you should. Don't get out of your bunks in the middle of the night, or Three-Fingered Willie is going to get you. So, out in the Berkshires, we heard a story about uh, a possible origin uh, for Three-Fingered Willie. So there's this guy named um, Will... Halliday Halliday and uh, they say that he took his family out in the Berkshires to go on a hike. everything up there, these you know beautiful trails and you know uh, uh, mountains to to you could just get lost up there. And nobody really knows what happened to him, but what everyone does know is that uh, this guy will Halliday went on to kill his wife and kids, depending on who you talk to. He either you know had his hunting shotgun or an axe there are a few different
5: yeah like it's very urban legendy where there are lots of different stories about the way that it went down yeah but the end result was that his family was killed he was found at the scene covered in their blood and like nonverbal catatonic
4: yeah was he in shock yeah you know at what he had done did he want to you know sort of uh clam up because he, you know, didn't want to give the police more.
5: Right, was he maybe already setting up for an insanity defense? Yeah. Like, who knows? Or
4: was he completely insane? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that everyone thought that this guy was locked up in the insane asylum and eventually just kinda, they, they lost track of him. Yeah. They believed to be deceased. Yeah. Until the place shut down and they found out that there was this-
5: Like a cover up. Cover,
4: yeah, a straight yeah. up cover up.
5: Yeah, so it seems like Will Halliday escaped The asylum was worried about them being defunded or something because they're not doing their job properly, which ended up happening later on anyway. But still, at this point, they're trying to cover it up. So it turned out this guy escaped. Just ran out into the hills. Right, and they were just like, "Mm, let's just hope that works out fine. Let's not say anything about it. Just cover that up.
2: It's amazing how much shit happened back in the day with the like crazy houses. Cause Is like Marlborough was shut down for the same reason. Willowbrook, right. they all shut down for the same reasons. Like right. people were escaping, they were covering it up or they
4: were hiding funds. Yeah. You know, like, and there's still, those buildings are still just there. Yeah. So this dude, Will Halliday, not only did he uh, sort of escape and, and, and disappear, but people for a while said that he was squatting in the abandoned insane asylum, so you know he gets out, the place shuts down, and he people started talking about this figure up there, and he they started referring to that sort of classic campfire tale
6: mm-hmm.
4: of three fingered Willie because there were a few cases up in the Berkshires of joggers, hikers, campers, all found killed, having been stabbed, and uh, there 's still nobody who 's really answered for it mm-hmm. uh, the police Tried to track down who did it. The best that we could find in our like research on it was that they eventually blamed it on this person living in the woods, possibly right. the same person squatting in the insane asylum, possibly William Halliday. But even when they tried to arrest him, he got away from yeah, them away. too. So he's just back out there running.
2: It's so weird. I got I to interrupt because I know that, I don't remember if Will knows this, but Mark knows this. It's like, I've heard the name William Halliday, but in a totally different context. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Have yeah. you heard it? Um, I clearly heard the story wrong in like a telephony kind of way. So I'm getting like chills down my spine. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, maybe maybe William Halliday, I don't know. Maybe he became a boogeyman himself. Like the way that we heard it is that people up there kind of considered three-fingered Willie to maybe to be William Halliday like there's an
5: escaped lunatic and there are stories about this scary guy also named Will maybe they're the same Will so (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) so this is how it starts to intersect with you guys they think that Will Halliday is like you know potentially be still alive like still out in the Berkshires and, and we just don't know what happened to him basically right but we think that it's not impossible that he's actually down here in no man's land. So
4: like now? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yes. Because now, I mean, he could still conceivably be alive. He'd be like in his like 70s, maybe 60s, yeah. 70s.
4: You think of these things as being like from a million years ago. Right, or but some. it's not
5: really. Michael no, Myers, like Marvel even Marvel. in the most
4: recent movie, is only in his 60s. Like, right. <laughs> you know?
5: Spry as ever. Yeah arguably stronger.
4: Yeah, that's true. So Kristen, well, do you want to really, do you want to tell them about it? I want to.
5: Yeah. yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> right.
5: So right outside my apartment in Forest Glen, which is like, I got it with my husband five, five years ago. We don't live there anymore. But we got it because the back of the apartment and backed up right to the woods, which I just called the woods. I mm-hmm. call no man's land. Because I know there was like horrible stuff going on back there, but anyway, they don't sell it
4: that way.
1: No,
5: but so we oh, yeah. literally got that apartment because of the woods back there, and that we could get into them in like two seconds. And so there were there was like a tree line behind our glass sliding door.
2: It's so funny that you mentioned Forest Glen because I had been told that the murders took place at Forest Glen. Like that I think that the that the Will Halliday story had some relationship to Forest Clan, obviously you know, I googled murders at Forest Clan and didn't find anything, so I had always kind of written that aside. but like I know that having spent some time back there i I always felt some weird vibes around there. Did you ever feel like when you were around there that there were like weird vibes? Yes, yeah.
5: some really weird things happened when I lived there. Now that you're saying that you heard the Will Halliday murders took place there, I think it's gonna, it's blowing yeah, my mind a little bit. I That's know. why I'm like stuttering. But okay, let me just go back. So here are the weird things that happened when I lived there. One time I was at home. It was it was like late night, I was by myself. My husband was at work and I was just like getting ready for bed. And like I said, we had a, a back sliding glass door And behind that was just the woods. So I got kind of used to feeling like that was just almost a wall. Like, it's just the woods. Nobody's going to be, like, in the woods that close to my house. Nobody's ever there. So I would leave the blinds for that back door open all the time because it was pretty to look out at the woods. And also it felt safe. It didn't feel like anybody was at the tree line, like, right at your apartment. So I never felt like I needed to hide anything. Um, but so one night I'm cleaning up and stuff and picking stuff up, and it was dark outside. I had the lights on in my apartment, so that made that sliding glass back door essentially like a mirror to me. I couldn't see outside anymore because my lights were on. I could just see myself like walking around the apartment. And so I was like walking toward the window and I wasn't really looking at myself, but just looking forward, like zoned out or whatever. And I see myself moving. That all seems like congruous with what's going on. But then I saw like something else move that wasn't moving the way that I was moving. And I was like, what is that? So I like kind of like, you know, refocused my eyes and like looked a little bit closer. And there was a guy walking away from my back window. Like, Please away because i like saw him
4: yeah basically i know you just saw me yeah so i'm gonna walk away right so
5: i'm gonna walk away so it got freakier kind of because i was like oh that's scary i like locked everything up i closed the blinds and then i was like well i'm just gonna go about my business because this sounds funny but this is honestly true this was right when pokemon go was like a big hit like five years ago and there were more Mm -hmm. people walking around than usual so i was like maybe somebody was like pokemon going outside the window so i was trying to tell myself this This is fine. It's just a kid or whatever. And I locked everything up. And then I heard a noise like a few minutes later coming from that room. Like out out there, there was like a noise, like something was happening. And I was like, Oh God, like, what is that? Then like two minutes after that, the doorbell rang. And this was, I didn't mention this was like 11 o'clock at night. So, like, there was a person who saw me inside by myself. It sounds like they made a noise to maybe try to get in. And then they rang the doorbell. Yeah. So um, I ended up calling the cops. They came. Um, they looked around and everything. And they didn't see anybody. So that was a scary thing that happened there. Pretty
2: scary. That's like the beginning of The Strangers. I know. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's one
5: of my, like, least favorite. Oh, that yeah. movie's so scary. Yeah, and, and I, was, and I,
4: and no, I, I never good. had anything like that. I mean, I didn't live there or anything. But, like, I went over to to Kristen's to, like hang out or watch a movie or whatever. And there was this dude, she, so where Kristen lived in Forest Glen, there was like um big dumpster right next to the parking lot. <laughs> Makes it sound lovely. I, that's just always where I
5: parked. Yeah. So this is what's going to blow your mind a little bit.
4: And so I got out of the car and immediately I just heard some guy go, Hey, get away from me. <laughs> like sent a chill down my spine. I looked and like, like 20 feet away from me by the dumpsters was this guy Acting like I was trying to approach him or or anything.
5: And so when Will told me that, like when he came in, he was like, "Oh, this guy is out there," and he like yelled at me, even though I was nowhere near him. I knew exactly who he was talking about. I was like, "Yeah, no, that's this guy who's around here, right. um, and people call him." I've heard from my neighbors and stuff that they call him Willie Claus.
2: Why did they call him Willie Claus?
5: Because there was like, something there wrong was with his something up with his hands.
2: Yeah, knew no. you were going to say that. No hands. I'm going to say that. No. To say that.
6: Ah,
5: right. Yeah. So as I said, I've listened to the episodes of No Man's Land. Uh,
6: and I heard you
5: guys talking about hand stuff, and there was this guy right, whose name was Will, who had messed up hand stuff going on i mean i didn't examine myself them myself closely but that was a thing it'd be like oh yeah it's that guy oh, who's like how long
2: ago was that when 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 did that
5: happen i lived there between ago. 2015 and 2017 so not that long ago <laughs>
2: that's really really creepy yeah oh, uh, so. be, that would be yet another story of somebody with fucked up hands broken did you see Did he still did there you guys, did you, you guys oh. see his hands
5: i didn't I, I have to be totally honest. I didn't notice his hands myself, cause like I would see him, and you could just get a vibe that there was like something off about this guy. So I would, ch- I didn't have like direct interaction with him myself. So I would see him, and then I would just like go to my car or whatever. But like, but it was um, like a thing. Like whenever, however, my neighbors and I talked about it, it was, I don't know, it was just like part like, of. Well, it. That was I knew how it. you knew the knew.
4: guy.
2: Yeah. yeah,
5: they were like, oh, oh yeah, that guy with the messed up hands, or like something like that. I'm not sure, but I knew oh, that that was part oh, of the deal yeah. with him, and that they called him Willy Claus.
4: They eventually arrested the guy. If you look it up, there were like a lot of like things that happened around there.
5: Well, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing that made us start to tie things that happened in Massachusetts in the Berkshires to this area. So we're researching the black magic cult thing in the Berkshires for our show. Because we talk about like the,
2: bar- the Barber yes. Farmer cult. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
5: Through that, we find out about the Will Halliday story because it's connected to that. So that he went there with his family and the urban legend around that murder is that maybe he caught something there. Like maybe he was possessed by going there and that caused this random murder of his family because he was just like a nice guy, nice family. There was no nothing to indicate that that would be going on. So. We're researching that Massachusetts stuff. We also find out about murders that happened that they attribute to some sort of like vagrant or squatter. Then because I live in Forest Glen and I hear stuff and I called the cops a million times and everything because of the guy at my back door, my car (laughs) break-ins, all kinds of stuff. We find out about three murders in this area that sound a lot like the murders that happened that they attribute to the vagrant. In the Berkshires, there was, who we think might be Will Halliday.
4: There was actually a girl that was jogging around Forest Glen. Yeah. Who was found stabbed. Um, there was a there was a Rutgers student, and uh, this actually became like a, a sort of a, a thing. Like some of the kids that live around Forest Glen say that they even see. Uh, the ghost of this murdered girl. Yeah it's on like the a cool like haunted there. story. Yeah it became yeah. like you know it became a thing that that kids talk about.
5: What right. um, can
2: you describe what the story is? Because we've heard we've heard of a Cedar Lane story about a uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's the Cedar Lane story. Yeah, yeah
5: yeah yeah like a hitchhiker. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: The way that I heard it and that I told these guys was there's a girl that you if it's late at night and you driving on Cedar Lane and she looks like she's either Hurt, or she's drunk, or whatever. People have pulled over, and after she's okay, and can they help? And she like shoes them off. Yeah, and, like a woman in white. And, kind of pull situation. and then they try, try to talk to her, or, or she just
4: like, slips into the reeds and disappears
5: yeah just
2: disappears in the rear view mirror that's i've heard that from at least three people see yeah. I,
4: the kids some of the kids that like lived around where kristen was they told us this story about how they saw the same thing basically but it was a little different so there's a road right next to this like tennis court thing, oh, yeah, right beautiful. by her and some of the kids were like playing there and they saw her uh-huh. standing by the side of the road and then when they looked back that she was gone So it's got to be the same thing.
5: Again, like, the murders in the Berkshires, it was always, like, a woman by herself, basically, who's murdered. So the other thing that I think Will alluded to before, I can't remember, was that there was the teenage girl who had lived in Forestland. So again, by herself, going for a jog in the woods. And the story is that she was stabbed to death. So again female alone in the woods in an isolated area. So these two things are similar to what happened in Massachusetts. And then there's one that's not solved yet. Let me look at our notes from this episode. There's one that's not solved yet. It's a miss- missing persons case still, but it's um, a young Filipino woman whose name is Marlene Mercado, uh, who, uh, what?
3: We, we know about Mercado. No, oh, really? What do you know about it? Hey, John, it's Mike Jarmus. I just wanted to get back to you on that whole no man's land, missing persons case you asked about. I spoke to my guys in New Brunswick, Edison, and Piscataway, and it looks like there were no cases back in 81 or 82 involving missing women named Marilyn or Mary Lynn. However, my friend who's still on the force at Piscataway did locate one file about a young Filipino girl named Marlene Mercado, that's M like Mike, E-R-C-A-T-O. She was last seen at the River Road Tavern on New Year's Eve, 1981. Apparently, she was partying there with some friends, met a guy there, left with him right after the ball came down, and was never seen again. I don't see anything in the file to indicate that the woods around no man's land were ever searched, uh, but mostly because the cops at the time were focused on the guy Marlene left the bar with. It was a white guy named Will or Bill, 6'1", early 30s, brown hair, possibly blue or hazel eyes. The only other distinguishing trait that Marlene's friends remembered was that he had recently injured, maybe broken both of his hands in some kind of work accident. The case file says that led the investigators to think he might be a construction worker or contractor, but they were never able to find someone who fit the description. Basically, the case is as cold as cold can be. So that said, I have a friend who knows a lady who trains cadaver dogs to sniff out bodies that have been buried for decades, so let me know if you want me to put you in touch. Otherwise, I hope that helps, and just give me a ring if you want to discuss. Be well.
2: So the guy who told us this is a retired police officer from Highland Park named Mike Jarmus.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
2: Mike, Mike was very—you you probably heard. Remember him from the podcast? Yes. He, sure. he was the last case he ever investigated was the Flopheads murders under the bridge because it really traumatized him. But he was even a rookie on the um, Barbara Farmer murder at the Castle. the reason we—he had been looking for us because we had, if you recall from episode one, this crazy medium that we brought out there was like. <laughs> There's two other murdered women out here. One was out on Cedar Lane, yeah. maybe by like the- in, we Oh call my God. The hitchhiker. And then one was a woman named Marilyn, or Mary Lynn, mm. and so- I do not even
5: remember that. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's four energies here. There's
1: just not two. Or Marilyn, something like that. I believe she went missing. And I do believe it must've been around 1982. So she was murdered back there was and her body was carried. I feel she was murdered back there and it was carried out. So who do you think she was murdered by? Then it was like a boyfriend. Or maybe, forgive me, but maybe even a one night stand?
2: Let's face it, we all thought the medium was crazy until she, she wasn't. absolutely right. nailed where the murder took place, which was completely against the story that had been sold in for 30 years in Highland Park. Wow. She found exactly, it had been for years they had said, Oh, the the murder took place in the library on the first floor of the castle, and he snuck up behind her out of this bookcase. And we, right, right. He talked to the only surviving witness who said, No, it happened in the second floor bedroom. And she was like, We went to the library. We thought we were going to catch her. And she was like, Didn't happen here. <laughs> upstairs. We walked up there, and it wasn't even a bedroom anymore. It was a fucking cubicle. And right. She went right to the bedroom. But <laughs> now and said, This is where it happened. I don't know. Um, me and Mark were there. And we were bugging.
5: That is That's so wild. cool. I would have lost my mind.
4: It was pretty cool, right? Real quick, let me show you this. This is a tree that is out in, uh, I guess, no Can man's you... land.
5: Like a row of iron nails going all around the tree, just in one spot. It's a band made of iron nails sticking out. Super weird. I've... Outside my window. Yeah. Grass <laughs> and then That's... this tree. And then woods of no man's land behind.
4: So it. we've like looked up like iron nails. Right, like right. I got sometimes they're track. meant to be like protection. You know. Yeah, or in something. magical
5: practices, iron and specifically iron nails are protective items. Some people keep iron nails on them as right. like little amulets and stuff. Now is that what like, somebody
4: was doing, or I almost think that like somehow this was somebody who's like taking out aggression. You know, or
5: oh god, I, I don't think you've ever posited that
2: before. Being
5: that you wear an amulet,
2: Mark. Have you? Uh...
5: You, uh, huh? I used
1: to wear a talisman, um, but yeah, it was made out of iron. Uh, okay. in like the spiritual world, there's like a lot of people that say iron is something you can deflect. It's ghosts. repellent, basically. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like ghosts,
4: they don't like iron, salt, stuff like that.
5: Mm-hmm. So maybe
4: because that was like in the tree line. Yeah. Like, b- basically, like between oh where God. people live and the woods, was that like an effort to keep whatever's protection. in the woods in the woods? Yeah. Do you think those yeah. nails are still out there?
5: Yes, I don't see why they wouldn't be. This picture was taken
4: within the last year. We can <laughs> show you exactly where it is. Yeah. That is you. That is that is
2: cool. I want to go get I want to go get some shots of that. If you remember from episode 3 and 2 the flop heads that, you know, we went investigating looking for their old clubhouse mm-hmm. and yeah. found a whole bunch of artifacts out there that they had left and maybe, you know, a couple other weird things and deer bones and shit. That that was pretty freaking creepy. Uh,
1: okay. That actually um, that was creepy because how you said Will Halliday might have been a squatter. We found like deer bones and a crossbow bolt right next to it. What is this? Bot- oh my god. Oh, it was hunted. That's crazy. This what? is an arrow. Get the fuck out of here. No, that's an actual arrow. Hunt- hunting's illegal here, I'm assuming. It is. Yeah. Dude, Dude we gotta keep, we take
2: that. You we gotta take that. More bone. So that means like somebody might have hunted and ate it. I mean, there could be there could be squatters out here.
4: This, well, that cool. might be this guy, though.
5: Okay. See, here is the thing. This is the grand finale, and it ties into that. So, I'm calling the cops all the time. I start to be friendly with the cop because I see him all the time because I'm calling the cops all the time. His name is Officer. O- o- you guys know him, right? Okay. Oh, cool. Very nice guy. Yeah. So great. I- I started to see him around, and then when we're researching all this stuff, first I started with the Berkshires, but then we hear your podcast, and we start thinking about things that happened in this area. I got in touch with him and asked him if I could ask some vague questions, knowing that he might not be able to tell me anything, you know, concrete or whatever for a paranormal podcast, but just if he could, like, give me some info or whatever. And he told us that after the murders, he and his partner went to the woods and they found a squatter's camp out there, which might be what you were talking about.
4: Because this guy, they eventually got him on uh, hunting. Right. Out in the
2: talking woods. Talking about, you're talking about Willie
5: Claws? Yes, yeah, yes. Willy because Claws. he hadn't been doing anything like you know overtly illegal like he was hanging around <laughs> and creeping people out and going into dumpsters but i guess that's not you know not gonna put somebody in jail over that
4: right but then they eventually got him for hunting out in the back there with a crossbow right no no no, no. Shut the, no. That's,
2: gotta be no. that's
4: gotta be what we found Defense that's gotta be look at the
1: picture i took that when we went out there that's a there you oh, go. We
2: there you go. We've got a crossbow. Oh no! Oh no!
4: That's no gotta be yeah. it. This guy—they got is him fire. in on the. Everybody wanted to. The thing is, like, everybody wanted to get him because everybody. I'm like sweating. I know. They wanted to get him anyway. And <laughs> right. The thing so that they were. Yeah. The thing they were finally able to get him for was. You what know, the
2: fuck? Because like, you brought that up, Mark. When you were like, you know, we were talking about this when we were out there. You were talking about how. Bunting is illegal out there. Hunting in
1: those woods are illegal, and crossbows are also illegal. And you
2: yeah.
1: right.
4: right. So
2: double yeah. whammy willy.
4: Yeah. So, Oh, my.
2: So wait, so what did Joe say? Did, did he say that they'd arrested him, and what did they do with him?
4: He said that he they wants- arrested him, but that he pretty much, you know, after he booked the guy, he had to, you know, essentially step away from the case. But the last thing that he knew was that the guy was going to be admitted into the Robert Wood Johnson, the, the psych center over here. Right. And uh, we tried calling over there but they didn't give us any info. It, it well, kind of sounded of like they. Yeah.
5: Right.
2: That's fucking unbelievable. Well, yeah. So You know, obviously we don't know if this guy has anything to do with anything, but you know, well, I, I mean, I,
4: we think he does though.
5: Yeah. Here's the thing. So like the murders here are similar to the ones in the Berkshires that a squatter is said to have committed. You heard that the Halliday murders were actually here. Exactly. So, on two points, it would not be impossible for Will Halliday to make to his way his. to No Man's Land right. because then, number one, he's coming home in a sense. But, right. number two, if he committed those murders because he was possessed in some way and the No Man's Land woods have some weird possession occulty shit going on, maybe both those things put together drew him here. Yeah, maybe right. Willie Claus.
4: Mm-hmm. Is Will Halliday.
2: So, so at this point, I think I should seriously consider pulling the plug on this project. This is starting <laughs> to fuck me out a little.
4: Well the good news for you is that he may be already I in a psychiatric facility.
5: <laughs> I think you should feel better, if anything, about looking into it because well, except for the Another you know, time. the paranormal angle of it. Right.
2: Of That's it all. what I mean. That's what I the
5: mean. Possession like, of it all. For
2: me, the creepiest moment that I've had yeah, yeah. during this process was when we were doing episode three and we got had the phone call with Dave Rock and it was like week yeah. yeah. And then suddenly like our our feed started messing up and it was like you got, we, the, you got the feeling like there was a presence that was interjecting itself into the conversation. But,
1: was everyone else having but, strange shoes? What was that? You there? That- yeah. 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 What
5: the
4: hell was that, man?
5: Well, I mean, we, was, we have those problems with yeah. our show all the time. It like, actually
4: became a running joke with our yeah. viewers and listeners that if something goes wrong with us, we blame. I don't know if you know, like, the internet story, Dear David. I remember that it's like a, an internet urban legend kind of a thing. And when we covered the topic on this show, uh, you know, talking about this internet thing, all of a sudden our tech started going crazy, and so uh, people started jokingly blaming it on, you know, this internet, you know, urban legend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've
4: made all kinds of mistakes. One time, I bought a Dybbuk box from eBay and showed it to Kristen in my like entryway, being like, "Hey, I bought a Dybbuk box on eBay. Isn't this cool?" And the first thing she did was go, "Yeah, it is cool," and opened it. Oh, Jesus!
2: I thought you were gonna say the first thing she did was throw it out. No, the of, first
4: thing she did was crack it wide open in my house.
2: Oh my God, that's bad. Call. So who
4: knows? Who knows what we've done? Uh,
2: I, I, you know, this is how would you, would you guys feel comfortable with sharing any of your paperwork or your, your research with us? Because or yeah, at least yeah of course, we like to take a look and vice versa. Because sure. we have photographs of the the Black Magic Colony, both then and now. I love I love how you phrase it that that William Halliday came home, you know, has a little has a little Michael Myers feel to it, you know? Maybe. Yeah, for sure.
5: It's not like it's so far away that it's impossible that somebody would move from there to here, especially if they have some history here. The fact that it was, like, the farmer colony and the farmer house is here, maybe there's something about that that, like, beckoned.
2: So we haven't been able to ascertain what happened to Willie Claus after he was arrested and put to Robert Wood Johnson.
4: No, that was no, where it... we tried reaching out to, like, a few other facilities but nobody's I really have, going you know, my
2: mom's a, my mom's a is a therapist and will's mom is a therapist too so there's going to be some confidentiality issues but right. we got we to find out what if that guy's still alive
5: even just privately if nothing we else, need to find out, out as, as humans yeah. see
2: what his hands look like i gotta see what it's yeah
4: exactly look like. yeah oh you
2: my god know, the reality is is that everybody that we've heard about that was potentially possessed is dead
4: yeah, yeah. Suicide,
2: usually but some by murder so okay. so imagine if we could find somebody who was still alive like that yeah that you're right fucking crazy that would be the one of the holy grails of this project That's
4: yeah you're right it. yeah
5: isn't it crazy it's
2: That's insane crazy. you guys are blowing my freaking mind
5: we lost it when <laughs> we started to be it, like are, it, are of we of
2: course it's that i'm, I'm bugging out I'm definitely-
5: yeah when we started to kind of like think these things it felt too crazy to even say
4: yeah, well, like it's just a lot of what we do is, you know, usually about like trying to find the the funny side of things or whatever. Yeah, we're not usually like. But this has just been driving us crazy yeah. for like months.
2: Yeah. You know.
4: Wow. I, I, I am so appreciative that you reached out to us guys
2: because like me, Will and Mark and then maybe a couple other of our, you know, loony kids that are a little bit younger have been in on this alone. But this is like a whole nother level. I know. Man.
4: Well, no, we're we like were way find... into this. Seriously, huh. it, bl- it was mind-blowing to find out that this was happening.
2: All right. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Right, yeah. guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that Thanks.
4: was awesome. Great so talking. Will and
5: Mark,
2: stay on for two minutes. I always want to have a post.
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Nice awesome.
5: talking to you guys. Catch
4: you
1: later. You
5: Bye. too.
4: Nice Bye. To meet
1: you. Bye.
5: Thank you. Bye.
2: That was fucking awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. I love that you busted out the crossbow bolt right on the cell phone. And that was yeah. genius.
1: I still look at that picture like
2: every month because I'm like, wow, this really fucking happened. That's a whole nother level because that means that would explain who that crossbow bolt belonged to. All right, so let me let me process this because that was I not- can't what I can't
6: believe his name is Willie Claus.
2: That's I crazy, right? Think... Willie Claus, what a fucking killer name. He might still be alive. Well, think about it. I mean, like, if he was, if he was sent to Robert Wood, as opposed to, uh, like, to the psychiatric, as opposed to just, like, put in jail for illegal hunting, right, so he could be at the carrier clinic, he could be at Trenton, he could be at places where they send somebody who's fucking crackers. Okay. Because I've never heard the Willie Claus story. Tell me, you didn't think when they started telling us about it that they were gonna say, "This fans were fucked up." I feel like I, I knew. Yeah. I feel like I knew she was gonna say that before she did. That's why I stuck my arms up because I was like, "I was really hoping said, she was gonna say, say it. it." Because that's like, that's like, of course it has to belt be. Belt it. it. It 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 does. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Just now, now the it's fans. time to start getting paranoid kind of about seeing people on the street that have fucked up hands. I can tell you that much.
0: on the next episode of No Man's Land. He had like a fucked up like hand that I saw it and I really think, I think it was the same guy. I remember that he made eye contact with me, which is like, you know when you make eye contact with somebody and you're like, you really don't, you like don't want them to see you. And then he smiled at me and was missing his teeth. And I don't know, he definitely like, I don't know, he gave me like this feeling that um like he knew who I was and that he knew that I had called the cops on him. You know, when somebody look like looks at you and they like know you, I was like so scared because you know, like made me wonder what else he knows. The girls go secretly to bed with their backs to the doorway. No Man's Land is produced by Mark Remreca, Will Schwartz, Sophia Salamando, and John Huell.
5: don't wear
0: black. Sound design by Carmen Borgia. Original score by Kevin Wiggins. Our theme song is Inventions by Maserati.
6: in the dark better in the dark hear better.
0: We hear better in the Dark, you're better in the dark, you're better. Special thanks to Will Rogers and Kristen Anderson. For more episodes of the Guide to the Unknown podcast, listen on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our featured song is read down the middle by Pro Solar Mechanics.